Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. You know me, I've been winning pro football games for years. But most people still think my place is on the sidelines. That's why I wanted my own TV show. Now every Monday night I can show you what's important on the field and off. Seahawks strategy, player profiles, my pick for next week. And to make sure no one's just sitting on the sidelines, <laughs> I want you to make the calls. The Chuck Knox Show. Don't go to bed Mondays without it. There's the old promo from uh, Como That's Television. Fabulous. I know uh, my man Ian's going to have more on that coming up at 1 o'clock. Ian was, I think, uh, right out of college, I believe, working for Como TV. In fact, I think he worked on that show, uh, the Chuck Knox Show, right after Monday Night Football. Mm. Uh, we, we talked to uh, Claire Farnsworth earlier today in the show, reflecting on the life of uh, Chuck Knox. Uh, Claire covering the team for a long time back with the Seattle PI, also Seahawks.com. Uh, we'll check in here with uh, Eugene Robinson here in just a second. Uh, who played 11 seasons there in Seattle, and he joins us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Uh, Eugene, welcome to the show. I, I said this to Claire when we had Claire Farnsworth on earlier today. Uh, we love having you on. We would like it to be under different circumstances, but we appreciate your time, and and uh, you just you can start us off with your thoughts, your reflections on your former head coach. Uh, I guess I, I think the place, place to start is um... – how just a very good coach he, he was. And and I just can remember, and I was talking about this today, in our locker room, is when Coach Knox would go ahead and he would he would address everyone, he made it he, he really made it seem like he was talking directly to you with those steely blue eyes. Like uh-huh. uh, a case in point, there was somebody who held somebody on on a play on the offense and he started talking, he said, Look, I don't know who was holding. And he starts looking across the room. He said, but you know who you are. He said, we can't have those type of penalties. And he made that incredible eye contact that I said, and this was back in 1985, I'm like, hey, I'm not on office. I wasn't even, I'm not even on office. Why? Why is he looking at me? And then it was the, the noxism that we would always, like, we would always would say. I can remember myself, uh, Steve Larger, uh, Jeff Kipp, we would always talk about these noxisms. He would say stuff like, uh, don't tell me how rough the water is. Just bring the ship on in, baby. Just bring it on in. <laughs> and, 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 and I got to get this one in. He told me, I'm the free safety. And one time I suggested, hey, which guy do I need to cover? I mean, there's a guy running a deep, uh, a deep go rock. There's a guy running a deep post. Which one do I cover? And so he addressed it in front of everybody without calling my name. He said, I got a guy on this team talking about who should I cover, coach? Which guy do I need to get? He said, you get the man with the ball. That's the way it ought to be played. That's third grade Swickley. I didn't know what Swickley was. I thought Swickley was like some famous guy who played ball back in the 50s and 40s, and I didn't know about that. Who's third grade Swickley? Well, he was talking about Swickley, Pennsylvania, that he learned that in the third grade, and I should have known that, you know, to get the man with the ball. And so it was those type of things that kind of kept uh, not guys on his feet, uh, guys on our feet, but also it, it, the seriousness about how well, how well he now, Hardy took football like this is a serious business, and you got to step up to the plate. And so, those are some of the memories I have with Coach uh, Knox, and, and some beautiful memories that I. He, Eugenie coached for 31 years in the NFL as an assistant and as a head coach, and a word that keeps coming up in everything I'm reading, hearing from so many of you guys who played for him, 
was that he was honest with you. He, he shot you straight. You knew, you knew where you stood. And he had all his crazy yeah. sayings, all his fun stuff that he said. But that he treated, and this sounds cliche, but he treated you like men and treated you honestly, and that led you to want to play as hard as you can. Is, is that how you yeah, look back was, at him? Yeah, that much is true. When Coach Knox, when he coached us, uh, I remember one the time he told me that I was demoted. He, he just told me uh, flat out. He said, look, I brought this guy, Johnny Johnson, in, and he's going to replace you. He said, remember when you came in the league, you replaced somebody? Well, he's going to replace you until you're able to get this thing together. Hmm. And he replaced me. He told me what the deal was. And about three weeks later, uh, I got it together, and, and I, became that, uh, I became that starter the rest of that season. I had a, a really good uh, season, but he had a way of pushing you because no one wants to get demoted. And that, he just told me flat out that this is what he's going to go do. And get used to it. That's part of the landscape of what, what you signed up for. But it was the honesty in that because he could have hemmed and hawed and, mm-hmm. and, and kind of played us both. I'll play you at one quarter, you another quarter. He just said, no, I'm replacing you. So they said, first team up. And I know that I was not a part of the first team anymore, and I had to wait my turn and wait in the wings until I could be a part of that uh, first team. Eugene Robinson is, is our guest right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, Puck and Gas. Uh, Eugene spending 11 years uh, with the Seattle Seahawks, drafted 1985, was a rookie, right in the heyday of Chuck Knox. What, you know, we, we, when we were talking to Claire Farnsworth earlier about this, and I've seen this, you know, been, been mentioned about Chuck uh, a lot since his passing yesterday from all of you, the former players, of, of how well he related to you guys, that he was a player's coach. Eugene, uh, and when I was growing up back in the '80s, I mean, this was my wheelhouse as a as a youth, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old, watching you guys play and watching him coach. I never would have suspected he would be a player's coach because he had such a different personality. How I viewed him, you know, from the public in the locker room when the doors were closed, uh, how how relatable was he? What made him such a a huge kind of fatherly figure for most of you? Well, he got the most out of you. He got the most out of your ability. Um, he challenged you. There's no doubt about that. And and that's what you um, that's what you, you you think of quickly. And when our players coach, I thought different. I thought differently at that time because I used to think he was too hard on me. I used to say, "Man, does Coach Knox like me? I don't think he likes me." <laughs> um, but that wasn't the case. And I can remember telling my wife, "I said, man, the coach he just doesn't like me." And I said, "He he likes Kenny better. He likes." You know, you, you, you go through almost like this little sibling thing. And he doesn't like me. And that wasn't the case. It wasn't until I was coming back to Seattle at a Jacob Green uh, Foundation thing, and I was coming up the escalator in the Western Hotel, me and my wife, and I saw Coach Knott. And I said to the G, I said, oh, gee, man, he doesn't like me. Man, I'm going to be cordial. I got up to the top of the escalator, and he said, Eugene Robinson, one of my favorite football players, and I looked at him. I said, Coach, I said, I got to be honest. I thought you didn't like me. He said, man, no, I loved you. He said, no, no. I, I knew that I needed to get the best out of you, so I had to go ahead and make you work and get on you. He said, no, young man. He said, on the contrary, I loved you. And that was one of the biggest, I guess, you know, when you have your own perspective of what you think and you realize that your perspective is wrong and you realize that the guy that you – broke your back for and and that he really, really did appreciate that. But he didn't let me know at the time, but he did appreciate that when it was all done. I, I thought that was one of the most um, uh, enjoyable moments of my life hearing Coach Knox tell me that I was one of his favorite football players. 
Eugene, what was he like? You know, one of the things Claire talked about was kind of the way he guided you guys through that '87 year, where there's a you know the players are on strike, then they're going to use replacement players. It's really it's it's you know, it's hard to even imagine that that happened when you think back on it. How did he guide the team through? How was he successful at at kind of keeping you guys all on track at a time where it was easy to be divisive? Well, he he, he treated us like men, and also he knew that the landscape of the strike, he knew that free agency. He understood the he understood the climate of it. And what he did ask us to do, and he asked us through the leadership of the team, the Ken Eastleys, he asked us to keep keep those guys together because we were practicing off site. Mm-hmm. We were practicing off site at one of a couple of schools and we had to go ahead and still put game plans in the mix and things of that nature and that was largely part due with the with the um with the veteran leadership. But under Coach Knox's uh, uh, leadership, he was like, hey, I need you guys to keep these guys together because it could get so fragmented. Nobody knows what's going to happen. But when we're ready to go, I want us to be ready to go. Well, that was kind of behind the scenes that no one knew about from from management from Chuck Knox. He can't be involved with all that stuff. He's got, got all the strike and everything going on and, and suspicion and all of that stuff. But that was what was said behind the scenes. And so that was good because when, when the strike was over in that 87, we got to the business of football, and then we didn't miss too much of a drop, you know, uh, as far as the, um, the academics of football, not the physicality of it, but the academics of football, we didn't miss that much of a drop, but that was largely in part the veteran leadership of keeping us together because uh, uh, Chuck, Coach Knox wanted us to be stay together during this time. Hmm. Eugene, uh, great catching up with you, man. I know it's a, a tough day for all of you guys in, in reflecting back, but he was a, he was, sound like he was, well, he was a great coach because we watched it. I watched it up close and personal. Sounds like he was even a better person behind the scenes and you guys got to be able to see that. And so, uh, we all feel for you. The yeah. Seahawk family, uh, he will be greatly missed. You know, I got a chance to talk to, um, and now his widow, uh, 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 Mrs. Knox, and I got a chance to talk to her, well, maybe, uh, a couple of months ago, guys, months ago, guys were calling her to, to, to you know, condolences and whatnot, but also to tell me the stories of things that I'm telling you guys. I was able to go ahead and enrich her some of those stories and how much he meant to, to me. So I got a chance to go ahead and, and, and brag about Coach Knox to his wife. That was another highlight, I would say. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. I really appreciate you guys. Call in, and thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Eugene. Appreciate it very much. Again, Eugene Robinson, 16 years in the NFL, 11 of which were played with the uh, Seattle Seahawks right in that heyday. He was drafted in 1985, and you know those were some great – I mean, we talk about the defenses that Pete Carroll's had here, and it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah that mid mid, uh, mid to late 80s defense was tough. Well, it was unbelievable. It was yeah. so good with uh, with all the talent that they had on that football team. Um, I want to share – you know, Bob Bob Condota wrote about this in the paper. In a, coming up our next segment, I want to share – he wrote like five memorable things down. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably from Bob's perspective. And Bob, you know, grew up in this area too. I listed five of myself that were different from that that I think maybe we'll just share. And if other people have memories, you can text them at 49451. You're kind of in my age bracket, right? What were the highlights of watching that football team with that head coach on the sidelines when you were growing up in the Kingdom Watch? I want to share some of the memories that when I heard about it yesterday kind of stand out to me in the life of Chuck Knox.